better. Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Bearded Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on this cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you got me. Now look at that guy. You want me? Fuck that. Black D. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the annual Cage of Death review. So you know, I, I got my boy with me over here. And uh, that is none other than former CZW heavyweight champion, the host of Struggling with Sozio. And he can sing now, bitches, and you're not even going to do anything about it. What's going on, Sozio? <laughs> What's going on, my man? It's that time once again for us to hurt some feelings, you know, but I promise, I promise everybody I'm going to be fair. As always, <laughs> I'm going to be fair. Yeah. I'd say you're the good cop out of the good cop, bad cop situation we got here with the uh, prison guard situation. Yeah, man. It's funny that we decided to go with the prison guard graphic. Uh, shout out to my girlfriend, Danielle. It was her idea because when I was, you know, when I was trying to come up with ideas, she was like, you should be the Epstein guard. I was like, brilliant. Let's do it. Here we go. Uh, huh. You know, it's, it's it's perfect that we did that because like you said, I think, I think tonight I'm probably going to be playing the role of good cop, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man. Um, so on Saturday, I mean, I got a very uh, disturbing message from you. Uh, 
audio message. It's one of the worst things that some, someone you uh, are friends with in 2019 can send you is, I'm on my way to Cage of Death. Um, so you actually watched this thing live. I sure did. I sure did. I was there. Uh, I saw just about every match live. There was a few that I missed just because I was bebopping around, talking to people, uh, doing this and that. Uh, I was doing some interviews in the boiler room. Uh, yeah, my, I mean, my main purpose for going that day was to meet up with Zach Burns so I could interview him for my show, uh, which you had already promoted, so I'm going to leave that for the end. But, um, hey. but yeah, no, I was able to gra- I was able to grab a couple other people and, and uh, interview them, like Larry Legend. Uh, I grabbed Brandon Kirk for a second. Um, but, yeah, I figured since I was there and we do this show every year, I might as well watch this fucking thing live. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, to a degree, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised with, with some things. Uh, other things, you know, you, you kind of just have to measure your expectations is all I'll say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, so, I mean, I, I saw, you know, only the uh, VOD or what have you. So, um, attendance, uh, really, really low. I don't know. Was this the lowest cage of death attendance you've seen? Uh, certainly the lowest that I've personally witnessed. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't been at the last, I don't know, 2017, 18, uh, cage of deaths, um, you know, just because, or 2016 also, I wasn't there for that. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I mean, so I wasn't there live for any of them to say, confirm that whether or not, but certainly the lowest attendance that I've ever witnessed for a cage of death. I mean, it was probably 200, I would say, like, I, I didn't count, but. If it was more than 200, um, you know, I'd be really, really surprised. Right. Um, now, I didn't see one thing I didn't see that um, has been a staple of Cage of Death. Was the military even there this year? I don't think so. I, I missed the, the opening of the show. Like, a, there was, like, one or two pre-match, uh, pre-match uh, matches or, you know, dark matches or whatever. But I, I don't remember seeing any of that or or certainly seeing anybody in uniform. So I don't I don't think so, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, it's bad when the house gets so low that even the military doesn't show up for their <laughs> their normal Yeah, yeah. They're like, opening. Yeah, we're not driving out there for that fucking shit. Like, thanks, but yeah. we don't we don't really need the round of applause. Yeah, it, it's fucking uh pretty crazy. Um Here's so few people instead of Toys for Tots, they did Toys for Teddy Hart and he, he glued all the shit to his, his replica belt. <laughs> just like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you've done a good bit of talking about that shit, but I just need to fucking say, like, I haven't watched all those videos. I don't have that kind of time. You know, I'm not saying, you know, uh, this, that, or the other thing, but what the fuck, man? Like, first of all, definitely on all the drugs that they say they're not on. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two, we're looking at, you know what? We gotta have, we gotta have some sympathy or maybe empathy for these motherfuckers because we're looking at some thoroughly abused people here. Like, you know, the, these are some damaged, abused motherfuckers, dude. And and like this, and we're just seeing what happens when two of them get together with a goddamn uh, camera, like, and we're watching it all unfold in front of our eyes. So, I mean, like like we've been talking about. I can't wait for somebody to either be dead or in jail just, just for the sake of my own entertainment. But, like, God damn. Like, what the fuck is wrong with those two? My God. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'd and like to see Teddy die, that. like, very soon. 
but you know. Yeah, he can drop dead. He can drop dead. But again, I feel I feel bad for these people because I feel like you know somebody like him, he probably never had a goddamn shot, like just because you know the family he comes from uh, and 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 how he sees himself. Like he's, I, I've known him since you know 2003 or four, whenever he showed up in CCW, and like he's just always been this disaster. Like he's always been a fucking nightmare to deal with. He's always been yeah. like this over-the-top, flamboyant, weirdo, fucking extreme, just out there, you know, dude to deal with. But that's neither here nor there. Fuck him. You know, yeah. like you said, hopefully he drops dead soon. Yeah, I'm not you know, not trying to get into a whole thing about them again. I've done whole shows on them. But, uh, I mean, no, just in case anyone's said. listening yeah. that, that haven't yeah. heard my stuff or, or why I, I really, really hope he dies soon. Because you'd be all the weirdo you want and everything, but when it becomes like a thing where it affects yeah, animals, animal that's that's when yeah. I want to see you hit by like a, a truck in front of me. But, oh, right. I agree, too. I, I, he could be as weird as he wants. I don't care about that. But, yeah, I, I'm on board with the animal stuff, dude. Like, I don't – I'm not down with, like, doing anything with animals for your own fucking profit or amusement if they're not enjoying it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah he can fuck himself. But, uh, yeah, um, I just wanted to give my two cents. We'll drop that bullshit. Sure. Um, so I guess we'll go, you know, in the order that it showed up on like the eye pay-per-view thing. So the, the women's match ended up yeah. being like in the, the intermission kind of section. So we'll yeah, just leave I that for later. For the main. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And start off with the um, silver versus Claxton, John silver, Connor Claxton, um, man, yeah. uh, Connor Claxton has, has gotten into horrendous shape. I mean, he was never like a ripped dude. Or anything, but like <laughs> the amount of letting himself go is just—it's bizarre. Like I, I don't understand how people consider themselves some form of athletes and and show up like that to present themselves in that way that you just look like a fat toddler. Like I just don't understand. Yeah, uh, he certainly uh, could. I mean, he has looked way better. You're right. Like he was never. Uh, he was never like in the best like lean super shape, but uh, he was definitely you know way leaner and in a lot better shape. Looked a lot healthier and everything else. Uh, yeah. I I think what happens is is like when you have a when you have a gimmick like Connor's, you know you can get away with looking a little out of shape, and then perhaps maybe you slip a little bit more, and you're like ah well because of the gimmick I can get away with it, and then you you know you slip a little bit more uh, because of the gimmick it's no big deal, and. I'm, I'm making excuses, but I think that's ultimately what it is. And and again, you know, personally, who knows? I have no idea. But yeah, he certainly looks better. But let's be real. I mean, the the um, nation of intoxication thing was a dropped ball from the start. Like they really never played it up. I think a better mm-hmm. drinking gimmick was the um, Irish drinking team that they used to do. You remember that? Yeah. 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 And, you know, and they did the kegs and they would do the spots where, you know, the guy was a little too drunk to pay attention to the tag and they'd lose the match and they'd fight about it. And like, it it just, it came together with their gimmick and it making sense within a match. This is just like an excuse to be shitty. (laughs) Well, I think we see a lot of that nowadays, don't we? I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of people nowadays that look like shit and are like, well, everybody looks like shit. What's the big deal? (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's garbage. But anyway, he's wrestling a guy who does not look like shit. Fucking John Silver nope. is, you know, 
fucking jacked out of his mind. He's he's going over to AEW from what I hear now. So good for him, you know, getting some TV exposure, even though I think that product's garbage. But he can go collect a check from those guys. And, you know, he deserves it because he works hard as hell. Yeah. I, um, I, I agree totally. Just um, I, I have it on pretty good authority that him and Reynolds are are signed. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I didn't really get a chance to talk to them about it. But like you said, you know, go go collect that money. Fuck, you know, I don't really like the product either. But yeah, get the money, you know. Yeah, this match was all right. I mean, there was a lot of spots and everything, but it just, I don't know. I, I, I thought it could have been a lot better. And I was kind of checked out from the start on this whole fucking show. So I wasn't like hyped for a single <laughs> match that was going down. So, you yeah. know, I, I guess that's a lot of it. Um, I kind of already went into it going, fuck this shit. So um, the, it was going to be hard to please me to begin with. And this was the opener. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it had a lot of tide to turn. I know what you mean. Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good blow off to their, they had a little mini feud going, or I'm not sure for how, well, I guess ever since John Silver lost the world title, they've been sort of feuding, but, mm-hmm. uh, I thought, I thought it was pretty solid. My my only criticism would be that it needed to be about six minutes and it was more like 12 or 13 or something like that. Uh, it, mm-hmm. b- because of that fact, it just kind of dragged on. Um, it just needed to be a really fast-paced, hot six or seven minutes tops, because that's all that the Cage of Death opener needs to be. And then it just needs to have like uh, a pretty solid, like big finish. Nothing too crazy that's going to outshine the main or you know something else on the show, but yeah. something that just gets the crowd hot, fired up, lets them know, all right, we're at Cage of Death. Here we fucking go. Um, But I get it. I get it. Like, they wanted to have their blow-off match and make it mean something. and It just dragged in certain spots. But I I think that they both did a good job of, you know, doing some cool shit and hitting all the – getting all the shit in, more or less. Uh, But like I said, it was just too long. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what they're going to do going forward with Connor. I don't know what they're doing with anything in that company, but – um. Yeah, I mean, Connor can do a lot of good stuff, you know. That's a, just because he looks like absolute shit right now doesn't mean that, you know, I, I don't think he's worth anything. I, I think he could do a lot of things. He he could actually wrestle, you know, and on top of it, he's, he's a good deathmatch guy. So, you know, hopefully they figure out something for him because, I mean, it looks like Silver is pretty much going to be out of there. Um, after the match, uh, the, the fans were chanting for Larry. So I was like, well, that that's a great reaction <laughs> when they're chanting for the ring announcer. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you though. Connor is good. Uh, I, I I've worked Connor a bunch of times, like in Dojo Wars and uh, and otherwise, and he's very good. And I, I remember talking to him about it. Just you know, e- even after uh, one of our Dojo Wars matches, I said to him in the ring, hey, you know, you got this, man. Like, just focus now. Like, if you want to focus, you got to focus, and you can you can go places with this. You're good enough. But uh, you know, we see how he looks. So it is what it is. I love him. He's my buddy, but he could look better. Yeah. Um, so now, now the next match, I, I really have zero to nice to say about. Pretty well. Okay, <laughs> I have one one Fuck you. guy. I'll talk. That's, it's got yeah. it's got my favorite group in there, dude. Don't don't show. Oh yeah, problem, bro. They're my fa- yeah. they're my favorite, dude. I'm not even joking. They're my. They have become my favorite fucking stable in professional wrestling. And here's why. 
they believe their own bullshit so much that like I buy it. Like I buy, I buy all of their bullshit. I fucking love it. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'll let you continue. Yeah, well, I I feel the opposite. I hate their fucking guts. Um, <laughs> they're like a bunch of white kids that are like the white kid version of of like Lil Yachty, or, or like one of those fucking yeah. rappers. <laughs> <laughs> One of these yeah, jerk off yeah, rappers yeah. that like '90s rappers would punch in the mouth for fucking living. That that's what they're like the white kid version of that. Like you, the the kids you expect to be standing outside of the mall talking shit about old people as they walk by. Like that's what these <laughs> fucking kids are. But, so but how could you not feel bad? For, how could you not feel bad for them a little bit? Like Charlie Tiger's clearly retarded. Like you gotta feel a little bit like bad for him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I take personal offense to someone calling himself Tiger and and again looking like absolute garbage and fucking, you know, just Come looking on, like a roadie for a fucking Motley out. Crew or something. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Nah, he looks like he looks like if the Young Bucks had like. uh like a, a a retarded cousin or like a little brother that was fucked up, you know what I mean? Yeah, just like a little brother that ate five boxes of cereal a day. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, what I was saying. Tiger wise, like maybe he lives like off it. of Frosted Flakes. That's the only thing I could think like Tiger related <laughs> about this guy. Dude, I I love these fucking guys. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I don't either. But I'm, I'm dead serious. Like they're fucking. Because of all the things that you said and how accurate it is, that's why I like them. Because they do their gimmick perfect. So you're just trolling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I think they're fucking horrendous. Um, and then you know their opponents. Uh, I, I kind of feel the same about most of them, because you got Jimmy. Can you send me some money, rave? Um, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Steve, I've been carried by my fucking tag partner my whole career. One of the most overrated fucking people in, in wrestling. Um, Monster Mac, who, uh, outside of his, his run with Moff, who no longer wanted anything to do with him. Uh, you know, I've never seen a singles match anyone talked about. I've never seen anything that came out of him that was positive, other than, again, tagging with a guy more talented, his cousin who's more talented. And, you know... Now he now he works in the back for CZW booking garbage. Um, so there's that, and then Azriel, who is one of the most underrated people in the wrestling business, hands down. He's in the best shape yeah. of his life. Unfortunately, he's back in CZW. I don't know what led him to this. I don't know if it's like a court ordered thing, or <laughs> what <laughs> what led him to this point. Because the the guy should be on TV. He's fucking phenomenal in the ring, and like I said, he's in the best shape of his life. So I don't know what led him to this point. No, I, I agree with you about Az. Like, he's never looked better um, because he's in the best shape of his life. His wrestling ability is obviously uh, top-notch and, and better than it's ever been. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Mac and Rave have certainly seen better days. Uh, I, I think, I don't know if Jimmy's a- actually hurt or not or if that was just a gimmick, but uh, it seemed to have limited the, the things that he did in the match. Uh, Mac still does some pretty impressive shit. Uh, like I, I really like the tope that him and Azriel did. Like, you know, he still does some really impressive shit. Um, but there, there was just a few times that I, I could tell that he's lost a step uh, or or that he was, like, struggling either to, like, get up. Like, he, he was struggling to get up in the corner at one point. Um, it, it, it is what it is. 
you know, but like you said, I think him and Raven have seen better days as, as is fantastic. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm treading lightly, obviously, because I'm friends with all these guys and, uh, right. you know, but it's, it's not like me to hold back, but I, I don't think they're that bad other than they've just looked better. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as the match goes, I thought the match structure was there, but a lot of things just didn't really get executed well. There was sort of a lot of wonky double teams and triple teams that, for one reason or another, the timing was just off or something happened leading up to them. So, like, the roller coaster ride of the match sort of got interrupted, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, but like I said, the double tope was fucking awesome. And, and all in all, again, I think this match maybe just ran a little too long. They did two heats, and there probably only should have been one. But, you know, again, it is what it is. It's cage of death. It's going to be a long night. Yeah. But I think, if anything, you know, with these, um, you know, green, dumb, and whatever the fuck, um, they um, they really they should have been playing the underdog role where they were, you know, pulling chicken shit stuff off. And the other guy should have been a lot stronger and dominant, you know, because they're calling themselves the gatekeepers <clears throat> and this and that. So, like, you know, your monster max should really be playing the role of ripping these guys' fucking heads off and then barely getting out alive, you know, not not really just competitive match and winning out. Yeah, there, there definitely should have been a lot more of a shine for them at the beginning, for, for as uh, Mac and Ray. They, they should have got, uh, like, a really – they honestly probably should have put a heat on – like you said, they, they should have had a big heat on one of the young, dumb, and broke guys then turn it around, have like the long heat on Asriel or whatever, because obviously he was the workhorse. He was the only one that could take the heat. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then have, have the finish that you had anyway. And I like the finish. I like I like the fact that they put Young, Dumb, and Broke over. You know, if, if you're ever going to build new stars, this is how you have to do it. I like that it kind of came out of nowhere. I like that it was a, a roll-up, like a sort of a flash pin. And you know, I, I think it worked, but like I said, it was, the match was a little wonky at times, and it was maybe a little bit too long. But all in all, I liked how it was booked. I just I liked the idea of the old guys teaching the new guys because that's sort that's sort of a this was one of the things that I saw that was like a step in the right direction for CZW as far as and again I'm just looking at it for what it is with the players that they're that that they're using. You know, this is what we got. This is what we're working with. But it was it was the older guys passing the torch to the younger guys and and showing them a thing or two and helping them call a match. Obviously, giving them pointers afterwards and you know that that's all you can ask for is like a step in the right direction. So, but but at, at the same time, it is what it is, and I, I won't fault anybody for saying it was bad. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was very good at all. Um, so then the next matchup, and this is a problem, is like so much of this this card it just screams uncool to me like i i look at this and i go what part of this am i supposed to like identify with am i supposed to look at any one of these people and be like oh that that's a cool motherfucker right there like i don't i don't see any of that so here's the next match you got that navarro kid with five assholes um you know he's 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 good i mean i don't think he's a bad wrestler but not like shitty entourage with promos and and shit in the middle of the card like it it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to be like a low to mid card guy and have this giant entourage of fucking nobodies surrounding you i don't understand that 
Um, no, nah, I, I don't, I don't like that whole bit. Um, I think Casey Navarro doesn't need that. If anything, possible, the the best thing that they could do with Casey Navarro, and I'm telling you right now, this would work so much better than what they're doing. They just need a giant guy to have with him, like like a Shawn Michaels and a Diesel. That's all they need. Uh, he just needs like a big guy to watch his back, and that's it. Not, and not the fucking big guy that's with him, who's just uh, Alan Ash, whatever his name is. I think, uh, you know, he's big, but he's not tall. You know what I mean? I'm talking about a giant fucking guy that's like three of Casey Navarro's. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I just don't like the whole group thing. It, it, it does. It, there's so many people in the group that don't are just not needed. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And the one guy has fucking shit spray painted on his overalls, all half-assed. It's like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. There was another guy in the match too with it. So like the whole entrances maybe believe like, oh, like airbrush art isn't dead. So that's that's something. Yeah, it's back. It's coming back. Yeah. So then you got. Matt McIntosh, who has an Apple gimmick, but he put, like, a raven spin on it for Cage of Death. So he's got, like, a fucking... Oh. He's got, like, a flannel tied around his waist, plus an Apple gimmick on on top of it. So it's, it just screams like he's really trying. And he's another guy who was in ripped shape and all of a sudden not so much anymore. And he's in the, you know, CZW scramble match. Yeah, I, I think Matt McIntosh is another dude that's a pretty solid worker. I, I, I've, everything I've seen out of him has been pretty impressive. I've seen him at Dojo Wars. I've seen him at Capital Wrestling. Uh, he, he's, he, you know, he's good enough. He's, but I, I think he's one of these guys where, you know, he might be. There was a couple things I saw him do. It's like you don't have to be that creative all the time. I feel like there's a lot of people, not just him, but there's probably a lot of people in this match that were doing moves where. You, you, you do all this extra shit just to get to something simple, and it doesn't really make sense psychology-wise, or, or like there's just a lot of wasted motion involved or whatever. But it, it is what it is. Like everybody's trying to be innovative and flashy and whatnot. But you know, so I don't fault anybody for that. But um, and the Apple gimmick is what it is. I, I don't know if it's the best idea, but you know, wrong with what you got. I guess shit. Um... So then you got uh, like uh, somebody that looks like Kikoa to fly in Hawaiian and Dudley Boy shorts and um, Chris Bishop in a Rhythm Nation jacket. Um, <laughs> Holy shit, that's what it was. That's what it was. Holy shit, yeah. you're right. Oh my god, I'm, so, de- uh, I'm dead. I'm dead. So th- this match was off and running. Um, at some point, Maven's the boss. He's screaming, you know, he runs shit. He's telling DJ he can go fuck himself. He makes all the rules. He comes out to argue with the five shitheads with Navarro, and then Navarro wins like five seconds later. So that that was the big finale to this thing. I guess that was, you know, to, to turn on Bishop. But yeah, right, mean, it, your thoughts. Maven, they have a, th- then there's a promo afterwards, right, where he, he screams yeah. at him and then he hits Bishop hits Maven or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I was trying to I was trying to recall what the fuck happened because uh, you know naturally this was one of those matches where it's like you know try to follow the bouncing ball or whatever. Uh, who else was in it? Leon Ruff. Uh, isn't that his name? Leon Ruff. I think so. Yeah. The fucking other guy. I can't remember the other fucking. Yeah, it's guys. almost like a Tech Mobile Leo Rush. <laughs> 
<laughs> they had to, to like slightly rename them and shit. Roster guard, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Fuck it. Um, I don't know. I just like, like I said, I, I didn't really care about this match. They didn't give you any reason to care. It was just, it, it is what it is. It was just uh, your your average five six man schmoz and uh, in an effort to get Chris Bishop over. I think he needs some. He's another guy that just needs some gear. I don't, I don't like the shit that he wears. It's just. I think for for what he's capable of, for his ability and everything else, he just needs like some actual gear instead of that shit that he wears. Yeah. And the rhythm nation. Keep keep the rhythm nation jacked up. Keep that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Don't wear. Maybe they underneath. could form the no rhythm nation around him. Yeah. We are part of the rhythm nation. Yeah. <laughs> we do that. Um. So then out comes um Alex Reynolds and a uh, Hugh Hefner road <clears throat> and um. Mark Sterling, who looks like a gym teacher that takes his job too seriously, um, <laughs> up against uh, Ava Lesnar and fucking Anthony Green. Like, uh, this Ava chick, her fucking facial expressions are way bigger than her body. Like, she's way terrifying. fucking bigger. Yeah. She looks like she's going to yeah, kill everybody terrifying. in the building and just wasn't born that way. No, but that's, that, like, she looks that way all the time. Like, she, uh, like she, even just like talking to you backstage, like she'll make faces and she's just very expressive and, and it's terrifying. She's she's good at looking angry and surprised and and uh, you know she's the fucking Ava taker. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, it's um, it's startling. I I guess uh, <laughs> I guess she's it's terrifying. startling. She's terrifying. I just go like, what? What's wrong with her face? Like, what's going on? I mean, she weighs like ninety pounds, and she's she's hulking up on motherfuckers. Like, what? what what's supposed to happen well, next? Yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely. Really... I I talked to them about that. I mean, you know, I I thought this match was it served its purpose perfectly as far as the story went, as far as you know, the placement on the card, as far as everything that they did. I thought I thought it was executed. Uh, you know, pretty well. But mm-hmm. I, I told them, I said, guys, obviously, I, I have a problem with the psychology. Obviously, it doesn't make any sense that she takes all this heat and kicks out of shit. Uh, it, it, you know, psychology-wise, it's garbage. But you guys did your job, so like, I can't, I can't fault the, the crowd is into the Ava Taker thing. I said, ride this wave. I said, just do what you're doing and. Like that's that's what you do in pro wrestling. You kind of just go with what gets over. So, um, you know, it, it was dog shit as far as psychology goes, but the match was good. I thought. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Half this card just looked like people were there to cosplay, and that's what just they were doing. It was like I'm just playing like furious chick, and dude's like, yeah, I'm gonna be Hugh Hefner today. Like, all right, what are you gonna do? You know, <laughs> it just went around the room. Like, I got a rhythm nation jacket in the closet. Oh, you're gonna wear that shit? Awesome. Like, yeah, they broke into like a prop closet and they found all these costumes and shit. Yeah, but, it's like I, funny, I, I like you know, funny, wa- funny wedding photos when they have like the photo booth and the little shit bag of shit that you could <laughs> put yeah, the glasses like the on, the bunny photos. ears. Oh, oh, yeah, those too. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, the whole fucking all the stupid shit, but um, I like Alex Reynolds' handsome devil gimmick. Like, I think he does it well. Uh, it it, it kind of fits him perfectly. He just kind of carries himself to the ring uh, perfect for that character, but 
so yeah, the, I, I think the jacket is pretty cool too. But yeah. Um. So next up, you got one, uh, probably my least favorite fucking guy in all of wrestling, um, Jordan Oliver, the only <laughs> man who can make um a guy who legitimately did gay porn look like like Charles Bronson. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like AR Fox couldn't have looked you, more manly did, in this fucking match. Did you hear uh I think like at the beginning of this match, MLJ takes a shot at RF on the on the commentary. Did you catch that? No, I didn't. Because he uh he was he was questioning the age of Jordan Oliver, like he wasn't sure how old he was. And uh-huh. uh he said he said something to the tune of like, you know, I don't I don't want to be questioning the age of you know, a minor perhaps uh, sitting next to this merchandise table or something like that. I was like, oh, my God, Jesus Christ. But, uh, you know. Yeah, well, that's I, just I the thing that people have allowed. I, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I yeah. appreciated the ripping. But, you know, to say it on the on the commentary, I thought was a bit much. But, hey, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 150 people in the crowd and another you know, 150 people watching at home. So, big fucking deal. Right. Yeah, as long as nobody gets outraged, I don't think uh, I don't think it'll get canceled anytime soon. Nah. So they finally took the fucking belt off this kid. Um, he looks like shit to me. Sloppy as fuck. Um, he's got this arrogant ass attitude for no reason at all because he's not built like that. Um, I, I don't I don't really have anything good to say about this guy. Ar Fox is completely legit. I could joke about the gay porn thing, but Ar Fox is a very very legit one of the best high flyers in the business. And I think if he didn't do that little side gig, he'd be on TV. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know uh, how that, how that all works. Just considering how many WWE people that are currently working there and have worked there have all gotten in trouble for different things, uh, different leaks, different, you know, things like that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's surprising to me that, something like what he did would hold him back. So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I, I had a chance to talk to him backstage because, uh, I mean, obviously we know each other, you know, just working, uh, sharing a lot of locker rooms together over the years. Uh, we just yeah. caught up for a minute and he was at, I mean, and, and hopefully I'm not, you know, showing his hand too much here, but he, he was just kind of telling me how, you know, he's starting to feel it all. You know what I mean? It's, it's all catching up with him as far as, uh, all the all the bumps and bruises and shit. He's he's starting to feel pretty banged up, but uh, obviously he's still doing his thing. He's not he's not talking about quitting or slowing down anytime soon. But uh, you know, as we can all imagine, all the shit that we've seen him do is catching up with him a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was doing like from the the start. One of his like key things was doing like a sky high leg drop to the fucking outside apron like every match. It was just like. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Like, and, how uh, long is that gonna last? Yeah, fucking not not very long. And I mean, there's just been plenty of times I've seen him take stupid bumps to the floor, or just come back on Hilo and nobody catches him, or just stupid fucking shit. And that just keep in mind that like every time you dive, like if you do ten dives, you're getting caught eight of those times, and and like two of those times are gonna be half-assed. You know what I mean? So it's people catch you like shit in wrestling. So he he's definitely banged up, man. 
And you know, it's good for him that he's still doing it. He still looks great, and he can still do everything. It's pretty fucking awesome, you know? He, he doesn't mm. seem to have lost a step, really. No. No. But, yeah, I think he could do a lot more for that belt than, than this dude. Um, so there's hoping, I, I guess. I thought, I mean, I thought the match was all right. I thought the only issues I had with it were there were just times that I felt it needed to be faster and that they both needed to be performing faster. I mm. I feel like in years past, the cruiserweights or, you know, I guess this isn't a cruiserweight match, but it kind of is. The, yeah. the sequences and everything that they execute kind of just would happen faster. And, and I, I feel like there was a lot of times in the match where it was about half the speed it should have been. And, uh, we, you know, we just could have seen a little bit better uh, sequences and, and shit like that. I, I did like that there was a little bit of old-fashioned heel shit. Uh, after the, after the opening, I guess Oliver got out of the ring and was just kind of doing that old-school acid shit where you're just not getting in the ring and pissing off the crowd. I, I feel like that's always a good tactic in these types of matches, especially when the payoff would be you lose the belt later. I, mean, I think that that's a really like senior tactic to to pull out if you know that you're going to lose later. Just really wind up the crowd as much as you can, just so that you get fucked later. But um, uh, other than that, like Oliver just has clean enough to do. He he he's he's pretty good. He just really needs to tighten up all the shit that he does. He needs to, I don't know, see tighten up some of his fundamentals and and the shit that he does. He just needs to get a little bit tighter. But the ending yeah, was fucking that's... awesome, and, and being being there, it, like they came off, they came unglued in there when he lost, and I guess I just appreciated it a little bit more when when you get the reaction that you're going for, you kind of have to appreciate it, you know what I'm saying? But I, I totally understand that you fucking hate his guts. There's no way you're gonna give him any props. Yeah, speaking of old school acid, I wish he would do some old school acid, like the stuff that was killing people at Woodstock, like that type of shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I think that the reason why that the place came unglued, or you know, what I, I think that's a little overstatement. One hundred fifty people there, but you know, I mean, they got the well, reaction they got. The people that were there, the people that were, yeah, yeah the people that yeah. were there were reacted perfectly, and they and they really really popped when he lost. But that's because they they were forced the title reign that nobody fucking wanted, and they kept it going forever. And I don't know why these people continue to show up, but they they were like, holy fucking shit, they actually ended this this garbage. Like when the well, you know, not spoiler alert, but later on when the fucking fire alarm thing went off, when it finally went off, that's the same reaction that that fucking match got. It's because like finally the sound right. went off. You're right. Right. Yeah, so, like I finally mean, they I shut that annoying it, noise it, off, and Jordan yeah, Oliver's that annoying way, noise. I understand, right? In a, in a way, it was the end to your torture. Is what you're trying mm-hmm. to say? I, I totally understand. And, and you're right. You're absolutely right. I think it was fifty percent that. I, I'll say. I'll agree and say that the fifty percent of it was that thank was done with this asshole, and and the other fifty percent, I guess, was the uh, the fact that. He actually did play a decent heel as far as being that annoying motherfucker. Because, I mean, for as much time as you spent talking about him and, 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 you know, we're talking about him right now, obviously he did something right in the sense that we don't fucking like him. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but we kind of have to look at, 
I was just going to say, like, we kind of have to look at what a modern-day heel is. And it's not always going to come in the package that it used to. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not I'm not giving him all the credit in the world. I'm not saying he was the greatest heel ever. I'm just saying that nowadays sometimes a heel is just somebody you don't want to fucking see. I, I mean, I guess, but that's the same logic that DJ uses to call himself a great heel, and he's just a terrible fucking wrestler that people really don't like. <laughs> so I, I don't know. You just go like, like, oh, he's man. a masterful heel. Well, you, I mean, yeah. I could put well, my neighbor out there, and if you have to watch my neighbor in every one of the matches, he's not a wrestler. You're going to hate his fucking guts. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck is he out he's here probably, doing? Like, he's in his robe? Like, what the fuck is going on are, here? Chances are your neighbor. Chances are your yeah. neighbor's probably in better shape than DJ. Yeah, but, you know, he's he's walking out there in his fucking robe like he's getting the mail, and you're like, I hate this fucking guy. Oh, he's a tremendous heel. You know, he's just... <laughs> yeah, right, right. So that's because he's an amazing yeah. heel, I, you don't understand. No, you don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So then the match that I probably have the most nice things to say about, because I really like this match a lot, was Bear Country versus The Rep. Um, yeah. Very impressed by Bear Country. These guys are fucking strong. I've never seen these guys before prior to the month before. They're strong. They do a lot of impressive shit. They're completely believable, and I like the rep a lot. I think both of these teams work their asses off, and I really, really like this match. Yeah, I I, I agree with you there. Uh, the rep have been doing nothing but get better. Uh, certainly mm-hmm. in these last year year or two, they they've really come into their own. Uh, Bear Country is a good team, I think. The one dude completely stole the match. The big guy, Bear Boulder, or whatever the hell his name is, something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, the the bigger one that has less hair or whatever, man, he was doing some shit. I was like, oh man, what the fuck? He's just a powerhouse, and he you know he did a yeah. pretty solid moonsault at one point too. He did a fucking sick backflip. But, yeah. Uh, no, I fucking this, fall away slam holding that rep. Yeah, what the fuck? They, they weigh a lot, by the way. Just so everyone knows, <laughs> yeah. they, co- collectively they weigh a lot. So just so you know, but um. Uh, the only thing that was wrong with this match was like where it got put on the card. I feel like it probably needed to happen earlier. It just, uh, you know, I guess being six, the the crowd had already seen a lot. So I don't know if they were really as into it as they should have been, but, mm-hmm. um, no, I thought, I thought this, I thought this was solid. It had a good, good, good solid back and forth. Good, good, uh, double teams, good ending. Um, it was good for both teams. And I think the fact that they're going to do it again, is probably the right move. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We got a um, fashion race war. <laughs> um, yeah. So then next up, you got this big uh, CZW championship. DJ leaves all this convoluted bullshit. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You know, it, it's just, it's crazy at this point. Like, I, I can't even... I can't even pretend like Tremont doesn't look like an awkward human being. Like his, the top of his head is white. His face is red. He looks like he's wearing a bald cap, you know, like that, that's real obvious, like in a bad sketch or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on with this guy. He looks like 58. He's like 30 years old. Like he's just, he's just mutinized himself. And you know, Tremont's become like a veteran in the deathmatch wrestling 
you know, genre so fast and he's just become like the guy. But now like he's so broken down and beat up at a young age. It's just, to me, it's awkward. It's like, what the fuck, man? Like you have to just be like, ah, no big deal. Just a guy dying in his thirties. Like what the, f- I, I, I don't know. Like it, it just, it's a bad look for me. I mean, it, and you see those like throwback pictures and it's like, that was like 10 years ago. And he's like 150 pounds lighter and, uh, that's and crazy. you can see, and you can just see the youth in his face as well. Like you know what I mean? You can just see how, I guess, more youthful he looked. To, yeah, I guess is the mm-hmm. best way to describe it. Um, yeah, he's. Uh, it's 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 definitely sad. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know how to explain it any other way. It's it's a shame because, you know, I guess guys like you have to put it so bluntly, <laughs> or just put it out there or say it. You know whether whether he hears it or not, uh, whether other people hear it or not. Obviously, there's just like I guess not enough people around him telling him or saying, "Hey, man, like we gotta we gotta do some stuff, we gotta change some things, we gotta we gotta get your weight down, we gotta either you gotta stop with the deathmatch shit." I I don't I don't want anything terrible to happen to him, but certainly, uh, yeah, he he doesn't look good, and it shows in his work. It it shows that. In his uh, in his matches and things like that, because you can just see him struggling. Um, maybe I just have a little bit better eye for it, but mm. it's 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 a shame. But it's it's sad, like you said. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had his, his near death thing. You know, what was that? A couple of years ago, he had like real bad shit. Yeah. He was in the hospital. If you see what Marcus Crane's going through now, like he had an infection in his fucking forehead that leaked into his brain. They had to do a main emergency oh, brain fuck. surgery. They had to remove a piece of his skull to do, yeah, to, to, to remove the infection and it leaked into his brain. And they, they oh have to like God. reteach this guy how to speak now. Like right now he's trying to like, he wrote his name the other day and that was like a breakthrough. This guy's got a long road to recovery ahead of him. And it's because oh of the God. shit that they're doing to that level. So you go, oh, death match, God, everyone wants to be Jun Kasai until you're near dead. And who the fuck wants to see that when these, a lot of these guys are really good dudes. What the fuck? I didn't know all that. You're talking about, I guess that's what happened with what, Marcus Crane? Yeah. Yeah. He fucked, they have to teach him to speak again. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, everyone. Hey, don't fucking do this. Don't do death matches because here's why. It's not fucking worth having to learn to speak again, just so you fucking know. It's not worth whatever the payday is. It's not worth all the chanting in the world. It's not worth having a fucking banner up in a bingo hall with your name on it. Don't fucking do this. That's all. Yeah. You know, and that's why, like, I look at a guy like like Matt Tremont and these deathmatch retarded fucking fans that are just the scum of the earth. They're bottom-feeding scumbags that just live drunk and, like, they just don't understand how to live normal human life. And when I stay on my podcast on a regular basis, like, I'm better than you. I'm leagues fucking above you as a human being. And they're like, that's, I fucking hate that he thinks we're, I'm better than, you know, he's better than us. Well, <laughs> it's not a thought. It's a fucking fact. But you guys made that shit, you know? But when you're like, yeah, Tremont's yeah. got a unicorn horn on the front of his head. It's like, that's not a good thing, you stupid asshole. Like, this, this is yeah, major shit. That. 
This guy's in his fucking 30s, and, and he has, like, a permanent sure. lump on the front of his fucking head. I wasn't sure but, if that know. was, like, something that was lingering or something that was fresh. Like, I, I saw that, like, the last one or two times I've seen him, and I was like, oh, I, maybe that's from last weekend or whatever. That's just there all the time? Fuck. Oh, yeah. Dedication to deathmatch, brother. Fuck that. Fuck all that. You can't yeah, wear a hat. I mean, and uh, like I said, what, what's at the, what's at the end of all this besides just nothing? <laughs> you know, GoFundMe's and, and you know homelessness and GoFundMe's. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and just to pause on, on the Marcus Crane thing because I, you know, I I did throw him twenty bucks on the GoFundMe. I, I feel bad because the guy's a legitimate sure. good dude. He he brought this shit upon sure. himself a hundred percent. And, you know, I'm not sure. going to pretend like, oh, dude, who, who would have saw this coming? He was doing the craziest shit that no one else wanted to do. But, again, like, right. when you see this guy in near-death situation, like, I, I'd like to see him get a fucking second chance. And, and if he goes back in and he's doing all the same stupid shit, I, I don't know what to fucking tell him. I'm not going to be on his second go fuck yeah. me, but <clears throat> I, I'd like to see him no. get a second shot. You know what I mean? It's, this dude is younger, I, way younger than me. So... That's just, I mean, go support the dude if you like, because, uh, you know, again, he's he's on his, uh, you know, he's, he's having some fucking hard times, and he's he's got a long road to recovery. If you don't believe me, I understand. I've, I've been in the same boat of going, fuck that guy, you know, brought it on himself. But, you know, Marcus is a good dude, so that's why I helped him out. But For sure, for sure, and I, I, I agree. Uh, I wish um, I wish that I was somebody that could uh, just, just spray fucking money all over the place and help everyone that needed it. And, and I think he, he is deserving of it. Um, and anyone that is, is willing to make these sacrifices for, for the fans, they, they deserve it. Like they definitely deserve the support. But like I said, I, I, I just don't know if the risk is worth the reward. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend anybody ever do it. Uh, I definitely hope, I, I don't know him at all, but you know, certainly I hope I wish him well. I hope he does recover. But and hopefully when he does, like you said, he does get a second chance. And in my opinion, hopefully he's smart enough to just not come back to wrestling. Uh, yeah, just, I agree. You know, you know, do do something else. Like you know what I mean. Use this lease on life to do something else. But definitely don't don't come back to wrestling. And I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't in any capacity if somebody had to cut my fucking skull open for any reason. But you know that's just me. Yeah, man. So. Um, the match, I mean, you know, is what it is, served its purpose. Uh, they brought, uh, DJ's wife out. They did this ridiculously telegraphed fucking spot where like you saw it coming up a mile away and he, DJ does that thing where he looks out of the corner of his eye. Like you could, like, he's looking for someone to come up on him. Like even when they're not, like he's always staring at the <laughs> yeah, ceiling yeah. when he's cutting promos and shit. And it's like, what, what are you looking for? I'm yeah. looking at the sky now. Like his fucking... Owen Hart or Sting coming down from that motherfucker, like, he keeps looking at the ceiling. So he gives away, like, everything he's ever done. Like, if someone's gonna hit him from the back, he looks back, like, 12 times before it happens, so. Um, same same deal with his wife. And, uh, she hits him with the thing, and he falls through the fucking table, and, um, fire alarm starts up. That just goes for seemingly an eternity. So this is supposed to be, like, this big <laughs> fucking game-changing moment in czw no pun intended but uh 
you know, the fire alarm is just fucking going. And I'm like, part of me is just going, I hope this fucking place burns to the ground. (laughs) I thought it was I was rooting for fire in that match. Yeah, as I was sitting there, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I I initially thought that it was like, I I didn't know that it was a reoccurring problem. So I, I thought somebody had opened a door that you shouldn't or whatever. Somebody set it off by accident. And I was like, well, you, well, somebody shut this off. Like, make take care of this. And then it went on for most of the match, like you said, and uh, most of the promo and everything after the match. And I was, uh, <laughs> even that provided, like, like we already talked about, a really funny moment in the show. But uh, I, I think we were joking about, <laughs> like, I, when I first made the graphic for this year's podcast, uh, I was joking about how there was going to be a surveillance malfunction and. During DJ's fucking segment, there was a uh, an alarm malfunction, and instead <laughs> yeah. of like instead of instead of getting to fucking enjoy the moment where DJ loses custody of CZW and is gone forever, it's totally tainted by a goddamn fire alarm. You know what I mean? So just, just like Epstein stuff, tainted with shrouded in controversy and bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, just just crazy, and I mean, you know, uh, so then they they bring in the Alex Shelley segment. We'll go back to the DJ thing, but um, they bring in Alex Shelley in a mask. No response. Takes the mask off. There's like two guys going. Alex Shelley might have been you. Did like, did you say Alex Shelley when he took the mask off? Because yeah, it was, it was really one guy. It was, it was me. Yeah, it was me and one other guy. Because I knew you'd know who he was, but outside of that, it seemed like yeah. nobody else in the building. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I but mean, they're, they're again, reaching again, at this that was point. One of those things. I'm sorry. I was just saying, again, that was one of those things that if you were there, the reaction was better there, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that. Like, it, was, it still wasn't a great uh, reaction. There's Most of the crowd, if you're right, probably didn't know who he was or should have known but didn't know. And there, there certainly isn't a lot of people left from the old CCW that know who the fuck he is. But the reaction was a little bit better than you could hear on the stream. Uh, but ne- nevertheless, um, hardly any reaction. But this is, again, one of those things that I at least think is a step in the right direction where you're you're getting good talent to wrestle Joe. You, you're not sure. just trying to, I don't know, you're not having him wrestle somebody shitty on the card or, uh, already or somebody that you're trying to make into a star. You're at least, you're at least bringing somebody in uh, you know, whether you can afford him full-time or not, you're at least going to have Joe wrestle this guy. Maybe he'll draw somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, so that was good. And I, and I thought his promo was good, too. Like, he, it just showed what a what a professional Alex Shelley is. It was just a, a start-to-finish professional-as-fuck promo. Yeah. Now, this this um, this um DJ thing, um, from what I've heard, it's, it, there's, there's somewhat of a, a realness to it. You know, DJ stepping down, whatever the case. Um, so this is going to be like the new Maven thing, whatever. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think a single thing will change because I, I really think they're just different colored douchebags. I don't, I don't think that Maven's any cooler than DJ. Um, I think a lot of the same problems with, with the <laughs> the lack of being in touch 
I think all comes through with Maven. Maven's a guy who, you know, yells at DJ one minute on CZW and then the next day he's, he's dressed like a baby. He's got a bonnet on and he's crawling across the floor with a fucking binky in his mouth because he's trying to sell something for children's education. And then he's race baiting people on Facebook. And then he's acting like a creep to girls on Facebook. And it's like, dude, I I can't take you fucking seriously either. Like you're not going to be, the new wave. This this guy is trying to sell. I'm bringing CZW back to the Zandig days, like I promised them. Yet yeah, you're the same guy that came out in drag as Mavalisha Fox, dude. No, nobody thinks you're you're cool as fuck. Like, there's no way I'm buying that. <laughs> like, you you were the one fucking guy who wanted to partner with DJ for over a decade. Nobody else would fucking do that. So that makes you not cool. That's not that's not like you're the savior. Who who's the savior? You were with him the whole fucking time. And, 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 and they're obviously they're still obviously working together. Like DJ yeah. is probably never going to be gone. Gone, as far as I know, I, I don't know the way CCW works now. Rumor has it DJ doesn't have full ownership. I, I again I can't confirm any of this bullshit. But you know from what I hear, he doesn't have full ownership. I don't know if he's selling more of it. I don't know if he's getting rid of all of it completely. But from what I understand, he supposedly or supposed supposedly not going to be around uh, in the locker room or, or otherwise. But that doesn't ever typically last long, so we'll see how that goes. But also, I, I agree with what you were saying as far as <laughs> different color douchebags because I think we were talking privately earlier about how it's the same as our, our U.S. government and Democrats and Republicans and uh, whether we have a Democratic or Republican president in the office, it just it, it it depends on who's blasting you in the fucking ass. You're either getting blasted in the ass by a Democrat or blasted in the ass by a fucking Republican. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. So it's the same thing in CCW, and, and also the same thing's going to happen with Maven as it always has with DJ. And it's just a failure to not be part of the show. It's a failure to take yourself out of the story completely, take yourself out of being a focal point in any capacity and just sit back and fucking manage, create new people, create new stars. You know, there can be a Maven character, just not Maven. Is that possible? Mm. Can we have like a new manager be like, you know, the militant black heel and can't we just have a new one, you know, and Maven do something fucking else. That's all. Like, that's all I'm asking for. And I'm not yeah. saying that Maven hasn't done some good things over the years. Like, Maven's been a part of Blackout, and I, I think Maven's been a really good heel manager over the years, and he's played a lot of good heel roles and shit. But it's just tired. It's fucking tired, and okay, great. Now, we're again, we're back to this this guy. This guy's running the joint now. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, it's just convoluted, and, and you know, I, I do think he does play a good on-air character, but there was so much time that he was needed as an on-air character, and he didn't even play like a, a member of authority. Like, obviously, he had a big position backstage, but he wasn't playing any kind of role as far as being a physician or, you know, coming in and saying, hey, like, you know, it's not going down like that. Restart the match. He wasn't doing any of that shit where at times it was needed. Now he's doing this like right. I'm a heel, but I'm going to bring it back to what the fans want and fuck DJ, but also screw this because I'm a heel. And like, what what direction am I supposed to go? And, and I think Maven plays that role on a lot of things. And just the way that he presents himself, I think, is completely misguided. I don't know what the fuck 
makes him think it all looks good when you put it all together because, you know, he spends half his week passive-aggressively taking shots at Brett Lauderdale, and it's like, all right, cool. Either stand up like you're you're an MMA guy, you're like you're a legitimate tough guy. So just fucking say their names and just put them on blast and just be like, hey, this asshole just did this. Because if you want to take it back to what John Zandig did, stand up and fucking fight for yourself with this company. When Nick Gage and Brett Lauderdale walked into Cage of Death and cut a fucking promo at the end of your show, <laughs> then then fucking go out there with a with your live mic and lay these motherfuckers out like like get on the mic and get your crowd behind you and put CZW on your back. And instead you're going to like put this passive aggressive bullshit and respond to what they say on Twitter passive aggressively and hashtag this and that, that shit doesn't look cool at all. And, and meanwhile, GCW's out there giving the fans what they want, which dude, I'm not rooting for GCW to survive uh, from the start. I was like, I can't wait till this shit fucking blows up. Instead, they just keep fucking dream matches and Maven's, fucking passive aggressive tweeting at them it's like dude i I don't know i don't know how to help you you don't want to help yourself like as a fan like i initially i was rooting for czw and at the end it was like i can't this is the losing team i I can't root for any of this shit so i i don't really know like what his stance is or how anyone's supposed to get behind it yeah and you could be sure shit i think it goes without saying that there's no way brett lauderdale and Nick Gage do that bullshit if Zandig's there. You know, no. if, if it's no Zandig, fucking way. If it's Zandig, CZW, are are you kidding me? They would, he would have killed them on live pay per view. He would have killed them in the center of the ring in live pay per view and said, "Oh, it was an accident. It was part of the show, and I slipped and I fucking, you know." He would have slit their throats in in front of yeah. everybody. And and instead, and, instead, instead, the beta cuck. And, and, and Maven, who, again, like you said, is a legitimate fucking tough guy, just took it. Took it up their fucking ass. Yeah. And, you know, and they get to get that off and just go, oh, you're lucky. You're lucky. Why are they so lucky all the fucking time? You guys aren't lucky ever. And, and then, you know, the other thing about that is every single wrestler that was in that ring that just had their match shit on, had their whole fucking parade rained on, the main event overshadowed by this big event, this big, you know, run-in thing that wasn't even an angle. Every one of those guys went and worked for Brett. So, who looks like the asshole at the end? CZW looks like right. a cuckold every time. Well, I mean, as, as we saw with this recent angle, that, uh, you know, it's what they wanted to be this whole time. That's <laughs> what they wanted to be, so. Yeah, but now, you know, DJ steps back. You got Maven, Jimmy Rave, and Monster Mac booking the show. Like, oh, great. I <laughs> Boy, watch out. Watch out, GCW. They're going to blow you out of the water with ideas now. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, again, I I don't know who's actually calling the shots there. I've been been back there a few times over the last year for different reasons. And, you know, like I said, there's – Anytime I go into the office office, there's there's a few heads in there. But who knows who's actually got any clout, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's that match, and you know, um, I, obviously I the. To, uh, re- oh no, I was just gonna say real quick. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to give props to uh, Nick Papa Giorgio in that match because he's the ref that runs in after the fact to count to three that Maven drags out to the ring, and <clears throat> he did some real subtle shit, but it was like 
excellent. And certainly this is something that nobody's ever paying attention to. Uh, but if, if you're, if, if you're, if you're an agent or you're somebody backstage and you're watching the show as a, as an entire production and everybody's doing their part the way they're supposed to, like Nick Papa Giorgio gets dragged out to the ring, he slides in and everything he does, you can tell he's doing it with disdain and he, and it's like lethargic. And he's like, he's being forced to do it. He knows that what they're doing is wrong but I'm doing it anyway. And then like he counts the three and then it's like, well, here you go. Are you happy? And then even after that, he rolls out of the ring and he's continuing to sort of like look at Maven and look at what he did. And like with, with like this, this contempt and disdain for like, I did my job, but I didn't want to have to do my job. And it's, and it's yeah. literally a subtle fucking thing that most referees probably won't do. And that everybody out there should, if you're a referee, pay attention to what he did at the end of that world title match because it was it was perfect. Yeah, he's a good dude, and um, it's good to see somebody at least trying. Um, again, the whole the yeah, whole thing was sure. so convoluted because you got you know everyone wants to see DJ gone, but it's a heel that's taking him out. Oh, good luck to get a UPS delivery, fucking dog. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, like everyone wants DJ gone. Yeah, right. I'm gonna be like really nasty to my dog now because that's that's the new cool thing to do. Um, so everybody uh wants DJ gone, but it's a heel that's doing it, and that's the weird shit. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and they did that promo at the beginning where Joe talks to Matt, and and I I saw him and Matt talking about that beforehand uh so you know sorry to break kayfabe everybody i saw the wrestlers talking beforehand but um they were talking about doing that promo and how matt was going to take a knee and then punch joe afterwards and i said you know they're going to boo that probably right like you're going to try to get him to lay down so dj will leave i said if matt punches you he's going to be the fucking heel i said just be prepared to switch roles in this match like be, be prepared to work as the opposite because the crowd might react the wrong way. And to a degree they did. They booed a little bit. Like half the crowd fucking booed. And I was like, see, I told you, you jerk offs. Like they're not going to, yeah. if he's fighting for DJ, he's not going to be the baby face. Yeah. I almost thought like, you know, going into this match, it was funny when they started cutting that promo, I was like, dude, like if they did one of those like lay down things, like, Hey, let's be real. None of us want fucking DJ here. You lay down, I'll give you a fucking title shot next month. And, you know, they do that shit, and then someone else comes out like, dude, you ain't having Cage of Death go down without a fucking title shot, you two jerk-offs. And then have, you know, Masada or whoever get a shot. So it's like, swerve move, they both teamed up, DJ's out of there, but now you get another title shot you didn't even expect. You know what I mean? Like, some shit like that. So when they started talking, I was like, are they going to go that route? And then they're like, no, no, we're just going <laughs> to confuse the fans some more. All right. <laughs> but, I mean, so. Overall, the match I thought was okay. I, I, I didn't hate the match or anything. It's just, uh, it's tough to have a world title match that, like that has some hardcore in it when it's, when it's mixed in with everything else on the cage of death. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to sort of stand out. And, and like I said, Matt, Matt, because of his current, condition has sort of lost a step i'll say so 
you know, a lot, yeah. a lot of shit's hard for him, but he still gets out there. And he still does it, man. He still, uh, he still kills it as best he can. And like I said, I thought it was pretty solid for what it was. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, after that, they had the, the intermission type deal, um, which this is like where the dark match is put where the intermission is on the iPay-Per-View. So you get Brittany Blake versus Chris Statlander. Statlander? Um, Statlander, is, I think her name is. Yeah, I think that's her name. Uh, Chris Statlander, um, from what I've seen, I haven't seen a ton of her or whatever. She's talented. I think she's good. I've seen her against Dickinson, who, you know, I mean, he could definitely work, and I'm sure he makes people look a little better, but um, right. I, I think she's pretty good. I, I think Brittany Blake has always been absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, <laughs> she was DJ's, like, go-to, like, this is my student. I trained her. She's awesome. She'll tap you out in real life. And, you know, I told him, like, when he was on, my real quick quote Teddy Hart. Not really true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, uh... <laughs> You know, she's going to tap me out. So um, then next thing you know, uh, <laughs> they teamed her up with fucking uh, with Dave Christ. And Dave Christ wasn't there for a month. And she was part of the same stable. She did Dave Christ move and he demanded that she was out of CZW forever. So like she just left CZW for a long time because it was like a me or her type deal. And then right. she went from like DJ's main prize student to like she's not allowed to be here. <laughs> until the Chris were gone. Um, yeah. So now I mean, we're none of that shit makes sense. Yeah. So now we're coming full circle. Now she's back. She's she's the one, and they put her over as the champion of WSU because I mean realistically, it's a cheaper, it's an easier get. I think Statlander's not from around here. I think she's a Cali girl. I could be wrong. Um. Uh, yeah. I I don't know where she's from, but uh, apparently she was the champion going into it, and I love how serious everybody took the fucking shit because, you know, she pretended to take off an invisible title. The referee held up an invisible title, showed an <laughs> invisible title to Brittany, and, like, they're all joking about it, like, oh, that's cool. No, that's cool that this is the world title match for WSU and nobody gives a fuck. That's cool. Yeah. And, um... I mean, I guess because there's nothing I liked about this match, but um, I guess it's like a side note. I kind of want to get your feelings on the uh, the whole double D uh, destruction <laughs> thing that they were pitching, because this is, I mean, this was their yeah. legitimate pitch for their pay per views. Was we have the the craziest death matches ever, and double D destruction was their pitch for the women. This was. You know, not like we run a wrestling company with some of the best women's athletes. We have double D destruction here, like like fucking porn title shit. Uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, at at a glance, I could see reading it and looking past it because of just just having been around places like WSU and like a lot of these companies, a lot of these like raunchier places so much that like. I, I've seen this type of shit promoted and whatnot, but I, I don't see why you would put that on like the CZW thing uh, or even the WSU thing, because I, I, I don't know. It's 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 obviously you're selling sex more than wrestling. You know what I mean? So what right. the fuck? It's it's just not the best idea. It's it's certainly disrespectful to the women that you're trying to promote. Um, I don't even know if it was 
accurate. <laughs> to oh, an I accurate mean, description of everybody involved. I don't. I don't. Think. I, I can't imagine. Uh, but like you said, yeah, some some of the best women ever uh, to ever do it. And you know, you want to highlight the matches by calling it double D destruction. But again, it just it it all falls right in line with that thoughtless everything. Uh, that just thoughtless everything that they do. But it is what it is. Yeah, it, it changed, it's like, unbelievable. Did you end up changing it after the fact? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if it was just me, but I fucking put it on blast for sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I commented on Maven shit because, again, like, you know, DJ is such a scumbag and this and that. But Maven shared it and thought how cute it was. And then I commented on it. You know, like, this is a really bad look, guys. Like, this is some scumbag shit you guys are posting. And then, like, <laughs> a day later and then I you know I I screenshotted it and I posted and wrote a whole fucking thing about how ridiculous it is and and then like the next day they're like right. you fans talked and we listened it's like really because I heard nobody else talking but <laughs> all right should have been like Jay Cat we'll listen <laughs> what the fuck Jay Cat put us on blast and we're, we're we're not trying to look like that he's not going to shut up so and Christy <laughs> said something but it was like the next day, you know, Christy was saying some stuff on Twitter and taking offense to it because she was part of WSU. So that's kind of part of what you're pitching is her contributions and everybody else, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking wild shit. Wild shit. Yeah. Just just bizarre. I don't understand their direction in any any of the things that they're doing. So that was that match, and uh, Brittany Blake's the champion. It'll matter tons to everybody who watched CZW because, I mean, they barely even involve females in CZW, you know, in any type of capacity as far as wrestling. You know, you have, you know, Brock Lesnar over there, but other than her. Um, yeah, and I, I guess the the one chick came back in the, in the title match. Uh, the girl, uh, Valentina's with Gangone or whatever. Yeah, I guess she's with him now or whatever. But um, yeah, Ava Lesnar should definitely just squash fucking Brittany Blake on the next one though. Yeah, like why doesn't she have all the titles? Yeah, she should definitely just you know like open challenge even, type deal. I didn't deal even know just... WSU still run. Like I didn't even know they ran still. Like I just I, I'm not sure when they like how often do they even have shows. I think their show's running the intermission of CZW now. Oh, good. Good. That's good. That, that was the that was the show. <laughs> was that pretty yes. like? Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's where it belongs. I mean, it's in my opinion where it belongs. Yeah. Um. So now we're on to the main event. Um. There's no fucking cage door, and these motherfuckers <laughs> have to like tough mutter themselves into the fucking cage like fucking ninja warrior including larry legend has to climb into this fucking cage to announce the fucking match like the most bizarre thing i've ever seen because they got the cages where like the two sides are leaning so it's not even like a straight up cage on the side um and, and these guys have to do this crazy fucking parkour shit and climb up the side of the fucking cage just to get in and like Take all the abuse in the match and then climb out that way too. Like you can't be like beat up and like, you know, helped carried out the well, door. Not, you you got to scale well, the yeah, fucking cage to that. leave. Let's think about that. Let's let's think about the fact that let's say 
let's say Brandon or Jimmy, unfortunately, got very fucking hurt, and they needed to get him out of the ring. How? God how? Forbid. How? How are you gonna do it? How are you gonna do it? You gotta wait. You gotta wait for everybody to break down the fucking ring to get the guy gushing blood out of the ring, or God forbid, screaming at Captain Dave to stop filming and leave, <laughs> just so they could <laughs> get the side of the cage off. Captain Dave. Captain Dave's climbing over the scale on the fucking wall. Could you imagine? But uh, no, I, I mean He's that's doing obviously post show recap, and you got to get the cage down. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just a it's poor planning. It's fucking stupid to obviously make the referee and Larry and everybody else have to climb in the ring. Like just use one of the fucking sides that has the door on it. Like why? Why the fuck? Or cut a door into it? What the fuck? Yeah, I don't even know what happened because they clearly had a side with a door on it for all these fucking years. This is not the first cage of death. <laughs> this is the fucking twenty right, what? Right. 22nd 21. cage of death? 21. 21st? No, 21. Cage? Yeah. Jesus Christ, you've done 21 of them and you lost the door on the 20th one? Like, what the fuck happened? Right. Jesus Christ. Right. So, yeah. you know, Brandon... I mean, some, Kirk... of them, some of them had openings, at least, too. Like, other ones at least had open parts. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I got a big problem with this Brandon Kirk's wife thing. I, you know, I said it on my last show that I talked about the um, the, the the match that she did with Jimmy Lloyd. She took death bumps all over the place. I gave her all the credit in the world for the massive amount of abuse. She took the craziest exploding bump in the history of CZW because none of their explosions yeah, have ever worked. Sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, the explosions have never worked, and she took a fucking suplex into the the side barbed wire ropes, and it and it hit right right on key. She took like this crazy neck bump off of it. I mean, it, she just fucking died all over that match. Now we're talking two weeks later, and she's out there in fucking like platform fucking heels, strutting around like nothing fucking happened. Like like she was doing nothing but shopping for the past two weeks, and. Uh, it's just like what what the fuck like so what does any of this mean then because if 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 the the woman is unfazed by this two weeks later and now we're just gonna fly through a bunch of like glass out there like so what you'll be fine in in less than two weeks I'd imagine you'd be perfectly fine like who cares none of none of it even matters anymore um I I said right off the bat that she's definitely taken a bubble off the cage like. They're not going to pump the brakes on anything with her. Like, she's definitely going to. And I thought, like, again, if they were going to do this take the abuse thing, I thought the perfect way to build this feud, um, at least as far as Night of Infamy to Cage of Death, would be for to do one of two things. Either this was the squared circle of sacrifice, Brandon Kirk versus Jimmy Lloyd on Night of Infamy. Um, Something happens where... Brandon Kirk gets handcuffed to something or something. His wife takes all the abuse, the exact same bumps as she did against Jimmy Lloyd. Cause now she's trying to fight for her guy and Jimmy just fucking decimates her. She's dead. Now you right. go into cage of death with the, you almost killed my fucking wife heat. And there you go. And she could be with a neck brace or whatever, but you have this heat that like, you just did that to my wife. Not like a booked match. Why would you book the match? She dies. She walks out there two weeks later like nothing happened. Either that 
or plan for her to take all this abuse during Cage of Death. And she shows up in January or February, like the biggest thing CZW ever saw. You know, she she didn't even get a pop I, I coming agree. out after that match. No, I, I, I agreed. I, I think what, uh, what you booked would make a lot better sense than what actually happened. Uh, because... I, again, this sort of just goes into what I was saying earlier about wrestling is what it is nowadays, and I try to just look at it for that. Um, there's just this idea that she can go into a match with Jimmy Lloyd and there's a chance she'll win. When the reality is, like, there shouldn't ever be a time where, and this is just like, this this isn't really like my opinion. There, there shouldn't be a time where a smaller woman is going into a match with a bigger man and is somehow equal. It's just Jimmy obviously has the advantage. So, and, and you know, obviously, I guess outside interference, uh, there, there was some outside interference in that match with Brandon and everything else uh, in the Night of Infamy match I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like, the, this shit's just accepted now for whatever fucking reason. But like you said, it's it's probably something that should have just happened to her that that kept the momentum of the feud going rather than it being booked uh, the way it was in her versus Jimmy. But mm-hmm. uh, you called it like you know you knew she was going to fall off the cage. Uh, that that didn't make any sense. Like I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to her getting involved in the cage and taking something stupid. It's cage death. It's what's expected. Uh, you know people like Dewey uh, took the Death Valley Driver from Lobo years ago. So like. I, I understand, but again, going back to what you said, two weeks ago, uh, after the after the match she was in with Jimmy, is certainly too soon for her to just be out there trotting around in heels. Um, I know, I know. Again, we're in a different time, we're in a different era, but I, I always use the example of Andy Kaufman back in the day when Jerry Lawler gave him the pile drivers and shit. He was wearing a neck brace for months. You know, and but mm-hmm. that was a different thing. He wasn't a, he wasn't particularly an athlete. He was more of a celebrity and a comedian and this and that. But it's it, it's what got the shit over. You know what I mean? It's 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 what works, and it, it's what garners any kind of sympathy, if 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 that's what you're going for. Um, and and certainly after taking the abuse that she took, she deserves it. Whether whether I like that match or not, whether I think the psychology was right or not, anybody willing to put themselves through that deserves the appreciation. So right. so why spite yourself? What what you're saying, the point of what you're saying and what I'm saying is why fucking spite yourself by having to work right. harder and take more punishment for no fucking reason. Right. And to take the abuse she did and two weeks later not come out to a monstrous pop like, holy shit, you're still alive. She's hardcore. She's hard. I didn't hear any of those chants. I, again, I wasn't there live, but like the she's hardcore chant should have came through fucking like she should have got a monstrous pop, like bigger than, than Brandon Kirk got, which I know is usually enormous. But um, she should have <laughs> overshadowed that. And um you know, again, like when it came to the actual bump that she took, it, it looked retarded. Like she went up to the side where, where um, Jimmy Lloyd was, saw that that's not the way the bump would have worked, walked around the barbed right. wire table setup thing to the other side, climbed up the thing up to the side of him, attempted no offense at all, just climbed up next to him, <laughs> took a headbutt and fell off the side of the cage. 
She didn't get one, yeah, like, I'm right. trying to claw you off the cage move in before she just climbed next to him, took a headbutt, and went, oh, off I go. Uh, like, so it was just like everybody climb up to the top of this thing, grab the rope, and swing out over the lake. And it's like, all right, my turn. And then she just jumped up there, fucking swing, bam, fucking hit the table. It's like, all right, well, you got your bump in. But for what? Like, what were you even attempting to do? Like, you didn't even act out anything. No, I, I hated it. I hated that. Like the the bump was okay. Like she took it fine, and it, it looked fucking painful and everything else. Oh, uh, yeah. That was sure. fine. It, but like you said, going going into it, she, yeah, she she goes up to one side. She's like, "Fuck, well this doesn't make any sense." Then doesn't even swing at him there. Like throw a fucking punch him in his taint right there. Punch him in his in his uh, hamstring or something, and then walk around to the other side. Start climbing up. Here's what would have really worked fucking fantastically. If Jimmy was already at the top of the cage, sitting on it, was like straddling it with one leg on each side or something like that, mm-hmm. then she she starts to climb up with something like either a light tube or a kendo stick. She has something in her hand and she's climbing up to the top. She gets all the way to the top so that just her head and like collarbone is above the cage, uh, top of the cage, like her head is. Mm-hmm. We'll say that's as high as she goes. He fucking takes the gimmick from her after she tries to swing it at him. He blocks it, takes it, hits her with that. She takes the bump. Wouldn't that right. fucking make simple goddamn sense? And and again, yeah. I'm just being critical here because it would have been so much better. And all and we're and, and I'm not coming up with some genius thing here. It's a pretty simple idea. Right. I mean, all I wanted as far as that bump went is an attempted offense. The the silliest little right. scratch claw attempt where I'm trying to take him off the cage. Otherwise, you're just climbing up there for him to throw you down. And that's exactly what it looked like. Right. So, and, that's all it was. Um, and, and, I saw, and I saw a lot of this throughout the match. I, I really didn't hate the match. I really didn't think that they did a bad job killing themselves they definitely both did a great job and, and, and Casey too like they all they all everybody did a great job of going through the motions there was just a little bit lacking with uh some of the psychology some of the timing some of the pacing and story of the match uh I'm, I'm never a big fan of when the match just starts with kicking somebody through the glass uh, you know mm-hmm. you just rush into rush in to start shattering shit uh it was just a, a lot of smash, smash, smash to get to the next thing. Uh, at one point, they were trading, or like early on, they were trading back and forth with light tubes, and then after mm-hmm. that, they're trading strikes. Like you understand how that doesn't make any sense? Like you, <laughs> yeah, you don't build going backwards. Your strikes. You, yeah, yeah. You start with block up, stri- strikes, wrestling, glass. And then it gets fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but again, maybe I'm again I'm fucking wrong all the time. Apparently, I don't know what's fucking cool. Apparently, and, and wrestling is what it is, and that's why I don't do it anymore. But uh, well, I, I you think know, that's that, why I'm just a negative know, asshole that likes nothing. You know, because it's like, well, this yeah. this is how I feel it should be, and you don't have to agree. You could pack in a build a building, and I'm not ever gonna be one of the people in the building anymore. So it's it's fine but I'm still going to call it like I fucking see it. And I think it looks like shit. They take all these panes of glass for no reason right off the bat. And they've, they've absolutely killed the allure of, of, yeah. Uh, They've killed the allure of the danger. You know, back in the day, CZW, I said this a week or two ago. um, 
I used to sit there in the front row, and they'd start walking out with panes of glass, and you'd get, like, fucking chills. You're like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. Now it doesn't matter at all. Like, they they could walk out there with a handgun. You'd be like, I wonder who's taking that. Like, it, it's just, <laughs> who gives a fuck yeah. at this point? Like, the, the light tubes, are they're barely selling them. It's not, like, an element of danger. They're just like, eh, all right, you know, we'll go through five panes of glass, and maybe the finish will have that in it, too. But eh, maybe, maybe not. Who cares? It's it's fucking right. crazy, and there's no rhyme or reason anymore. You know, but the wrestlers and the business did it to themselves. I, I think I've yeah. probably kind of said this before in some capacity, but every company, WWE and, you know, the AEWs, the PWGs, CZW, Chikara, everybody, you've all fucking raised the bar too high on yourself. You know, and I don't know mm-hmm. what else to tell you. You know, you there's no reason that it had to happen this way. You just let it happen because unfortunately the business has been completely taken over by nerds, marks and, and, and businessmen. You know what I mean? There's not really any fucking men around anymore. There's not really any athletes. There's not really any just pure fucking sports entertainers because it's all just, you know, bullshit. And like I said, it's just fucking nerds now. It's nerds and marks. But mm-hmm. you know, I guess I guess it is what it is. But but the other thing I was gonna say too about that uh Casey's bump, how about how zero reaction from Brandon? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She takes that bump and he's just like he should have went after Jimmy like like he was a you know, a fucking rabid zombie. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. after he watched him do that to her, but instead he's like, No, I gotta set up the flames and all or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy, and you know, as far as you said with the standards, and that's why, like over the years, and why you're so critical, and why because you guys set a fucking bar really, really high, and now I'm aware of it. Uh, you can't, you know, have a 200 light tube one one show, and then you're like, we're gonna get crazier than fucking ever, and now you got like two light tubes and a chair, and it's like, well, look, I, you know, I'm not hating on you use two light tubes in a chair. You don't have to do 200 every show, but don't scream we're going to do the craziest shit ever when you just showed me crazier last month. Like, it just, you, you can't do, you know, everything and then say, you have no idea what we're about to present. It's like, well, it better be better than you've done before because you're really building a, you know, if you're going to sell a show that's the craziest thing you've ever seen, well, keep in mind what you've done before because you fucking went pretty far before, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a big issue with that, uh, probably throughout wrestling, where, you know, you're trying to promote something like it's never been done, but it's all been done. Everything's been mm-hmm. done. You know what I mean? Like, and at, at this point, the more that companies do to try to stand out and be different and weird, the, the more you're just kind of, again, convoluting the business and making it into something weird and stupid that it fucking isn't. You know, mm. and, 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 and certainly we could say that we've seen a bit of that with things like uh, Joey Ryan and, and, and like the dumb shit like that that's gotten over over the fucking years. It's like you're you're making it into something that it's not supposed to be. And I guess it is what it is. You know, we're, we're, we're you're what, 41, I'm 37. And so, like, it's not for us anymore. We're, we're out of the no. fucking bracket now. You know what I mean? Mm. We're out of the fucking age range. We've aged out of it. Yeah. And I don't know why, like, but from the very second I heard it, it it hit me in a different way than it hit most fucking fans. You know, when I was sitting there, 
And Tremont started what? yelling at it a lot, but it was really just the way that GCW was operating and a lot of companies were operating. In deathmatch tournaments, a lot of times it didn't need a rhyme or reason. And um, the statement was, we're doing violence for the sake of fucking violence. And I went, what the fuck? You guys are copping out. You're not building an angle. You're not building a storyline. You're just doing it to do it. And you don't even, you don't even care. You guys are going to hug and high five before and after the match and then like murder each other. But I don't see it as a good thing. And the fans were like, fuck yeah, for no reason. And I'm like, why, why are we, why are we all right with that? You know? And I think that had a lot to do with killing the death match aura because there no longer was a reason. There was no longer the Zandig Lobo, like, I'll go to the edges of the earth to kill your motherfucking ass. Like, I, I will take you off the side of this cage and kill myself to kill you because we have such heat. There's not that anymore. Now it's just like, yo, this is my best friend, but, man, we're going to go out there and murder it. And it's like, mm, I don't know if I care now. <laughs> right, right. And correct me if I'm wrong, like, as you're, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about it, and... I mean, weren't there a lot of guys over the years that they were deathmatch guys, so to speak, but they also wrestled sometimes? I feel like there's a lot of deathmatch guys that don't really get much opportunity to to do anything besides deathmatches, if if, if that makes any sense. Because because companies like GCW book the way that they do, you know, they'll book you every month to do something fucking retarded, you know, and... Uh, whereas, like, I feel like guys like Toby Klein and even your favorite fucking Necro Butcher, like, they used to be in, like, tag matches that weren't always hardcore or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, I just, yeah. Like, nowadays, everybody just gets put through the ringer more often, it seems like. And probably for little to no money, you know. And, uh, Mm -hmm. they end up having to have fucking brain surgery. So, that's always nice. Yeah, because, I mean, even if you look at some of the stuff that Tremont was doing when him and G's were going back and forth with the title and stuff, I mean, that wasn't straight-up deathmatch wrestling, and that was Tremont working some great fucking wrestling matches with G's. But now it's just, yeah, 200 light tubes this month, this and that, fucking violence for the sake of violence. We're doing a, you know, untelevised deathmatch tournament in, in, you know, in my yard, and and then we're doing this next week, and GCW's running another tournament, and then we're we're going to Japan, and we're doing death matches there, and coming back, and you know, Loudy's running something again, and it's all death matches left <laughs> and right. And I used to be a huge death match fan, and now I'm just like, ah, I don't know. what are you guys gonna do? That I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's kind of like we've been harping on for a minute now. Just like if you don't if you don't put emphasis on things and make it special and. Uh, it, it, it loses its luster. It loses the, it loses uh, the thing that really makes it special. And, 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 you know, just like any drug, really, you know, you build a tolerance to it, and it just doesn't have the same bang for buck anymore. Mm-hmm. So the, the finish came when uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's up top. They're both up top. <laughs> Jimmy goes up there with two light tubes and tries bonking Kirk twice with them and misses both times. <laughs> And then the light tubes just fall and break, like, on their way down. Like they, yeah. yeah, like, not on his opponent at all. And in result of that, Brendan Kirk just falls off through the flaming glass and all of that, that stuff. No sells it because, again, this is the cool Japan thing to do. So we no sell the biggest bump just to take one more slightly smaller bump and then take the pin. And, you know, and then to follow more Japan shit – 
Jimmy Lloyd, who's been shitting on CZW every chance he gets at GCW, gets put over in Cage of Death, gets put over in Tournament of Death. And now he does the, like, like uh, the sit-out, like, bump to his ass move and does a Junkasai taunt. Why? Because it, what the fuck does that – you're not Junkasai. Like, when DJ's trying to cut his chest with the light tubes and shit, like, yeah, I get it. You're a fan. We're fans, too. Can you stop being a fan in front of us? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you just won Cage of Death. You need to now also be June Kasai. You're not fooling us. You're a fat kid from New Jersey. Like, what the fuck is happening? Well, did he, uh, wasn't that the move that he finished him with? What, didn't Mondo also used to do that? Like, he uh, called it the assault driver or some shit like that. Or yeah, whatever. it's sort of an assault driver. Sort I, I of. It's I, like I, a... Yeah. I thought he yanked him down by his wrists or whatever. Again, it doesn't fucking matter. I, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I uh, believe it or not, I like the oh, because it's Cage of Death because it's the blow off to their feud. I like the kick out at one. Uh, as, as silly as it sounds, as much as I talk about psychology and things like that, um, I think for for this moment in the match, I think now was the time for like the paranormal to happen. You know, uh, I, I think it kind of called for it. I think also, too, that enough time had passed from the bump and when Jimmy finally got his fat ass down there to cover him, uh, that it, was, it wasn't it was so unbelievable for him to kick out at one for me. And the reaction that it got, um, I, I, I thought was, was good, too. So I, I wasn't unhappy with that. But they probably could have got a little bit creative with the final finish or uh, whatever he finally put him away with. Uh, maybe he should have tapped him out with something like he should have kicked out at one. Brandon should have maybe like flipped Jimmy off and then Jim, Jimmy puts a, you know, puts a crowbar in his mouth and makes him tap out or something. Like, I, I don't fucking know. Just something else other than, like you said, a shittier, smaller bump now after that gigantic bump. And that's what's going to put him away. So, yeah. I mean, they could have done something else. But um, like, like I said, overall, the match was everything was there. It just lacked finesse. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm. uh, it, it it just lacked a lot of the key things uh, and the structure and it just like there was a, there was a lull at, at certain points. There was a lot of downtime when they were fucking around on the outside. You just can't. It, it just has to deliver, man. Like you have to you have to keep firing away and uh, you, you have to figure it out, man. It's a, it's a puzzle and you have to use all your pieces and, and make it work and. I just don't think they, they made it work the best that they could. And, and certainly a lot of stuff didn't make sense. Like the finish, uh, Jimmy just kind of eye-poked him and, and Brandon fell off the, the catwalk there. And, you yeah. know, I'm sure that's not, it's not what they were going for, but, uh, you know, you guys got to be ready for that. You got to figure it out and call something on the fly. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of it has to do, too, is like, the two of these guys have the personality of like a washer dryer combo. So like if there was some <laughs> ability to convey emotion and, and bring fans into this is how I'm feeling or this is what I'm doing. I think that's, it makes that much of a difference, but the, they're just dull. The two of them, it's, you know, so like you could take crazy bumps. You guys are both insane, but why like who gives a fuck because i can't even see it in your face like it looks like you you know someone just woke you up in the morning like you're gonna go through some shit today like all right what time you know and that that was the end of it 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Jimmy's always looked like that. Like, the, <laughs> even when he like looks even remotely angry, he just looks like a, a angry little kid. Like, so you can't take him serious. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He just can't take it serious. I uh, I think Kirk actually has like decent presence, but uh, again, you know, he he leaves a little bit to be desired character-wise. It's not like. You know, it's not like he's cutting any like groundbreaking promos or anything. Um, and certainly, I, I I I've criticized him for how he looks and, and this and that. But yeah, like it goes along with what we were saying about just making people care, man. If you don't if you don't draw people in with everything, they're just not going to show up, man. They're not going to show up, and, and they didn't show up. You know, <laughs> no. they did not show up. I, I'm I'm being honest when I say 150 to 200 page. As far as you know, looking at all sides of the ring and how many people were there, 150 to 200, tops, tops, and that's it's just it's 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 sad for me to see that uh, because at the end of the day, I'm always going to care about CZW. That's why that's why you and I take the time to watch it every year and, and talk about it uh, mm-hmm. because we do care. And um, it, the Cage of Death that I I attended as a fan, it was more like 1,500 people. Uh, the ones that oh, yeah. I wrestled at, uh, it was a thousand, eight hundred, nine hundred uh, over mm-hmm. the years, and unfortunately, it's just been on a steady decline. And and now it's down yeah. to fucking two hundred people. And you know, people like Maven can keep being delusional and say that they're going to do this, that, and the other thing. Well, I, I'll fucking believe it when I see it, man. I'll, I'll believe right. it when I see it. Make something fucking yeah. happen. Yeah, because, you know, I've said it a lot of times, but I started attending CCW in 2001, and I over 10 years, I I was there every single month, good shows, bad shows, everything for, I mean, probably a good 13 years. And, um, you know, it, it was, I loved CCW more than anything as far as wrestling goes. This CCW was 100% my favorite time in wrestling. Some people have those childhood memories that, like, I, I couldn't get over you know, the, the attitude error or ECW was my shit. CZW in its heyday was my shit like that. I loved CZW more than anything that I had that home feeling of that. When I went to see CZW, that, that was what I told people about, like, you got to check this shit out. I don't know how many people I turned on to CZW because I, I, I put it over on a regular basis. Those guys, like, you know, the, the stuff that I was seeing there was like a, was like a best kept secret. Like you'd go like, dude, you, you don't even understand. Like, you, you, Oh, you've seen like a tables, ladders and chairs match, but like these guys are doing some next level shit. And it wasn't, you right, know, the right. just hack and slash two fat guys stabbing each other in the head with a fork or <laughs> fucking this and that. These guys were wrestling amongst chaos and then the high flying stuff that they were doing and the SATs and the Briscoes and, and, and the fucking amazing wrestler and everything Trent was capable of, of really doing the TLC to the normal stuff and the, the way that he played heel. And I just, there was everything there for me and I loved it so much. And that's why like it's become something that I love to hate and I will be their biggest fucking headache until they close the doors <laughs> Because they've chosen <laughs> to make a mockery out of something that I loved, so that's that's what right, they're burdened. Right, right, man, right, and and I I appreciate you saying that, and I I agree with you a hundred percent, and I feel the same way, man. I'm gonna, I I I just really need people to understand that I'm not just some old bitter asshole that I get labeled as. I'm I'm just uh, 
I seek the truth and I tell the truth. And, and, and people don't like to hear that. You know, everybody wants to live in their own little delusional social media bubble and tell the world that they're great when they're just pieces of shit, you know, and I, I'll, I'm here to remind you you're a piece of shit because sometimes so am I, you know, and, and I could be fucking honest about it. And yeah. It just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, man. I, I, I've called myself out on shit over the years. I, you know, brought myself out of a pretty dark hole. I wasn't proud of the person I was. And, you know, now I've changed myself for the better. I could recognize everybody else's faults, even that much clearer. And uh, I'm going <laughs> right, to keep fucking right. pointing them out. Yeah. <laughs> your new addiction is shitting on people. And that's totally cool. Yeah. That's totally fine. There's nothing and wrong I'm having that. a great time. And we can, and we can take comfort. Uh, so I guess uh, we can take comfort in the fact that DJ is now gone once and for all. But I, I guess the, the main question that we can pose right now is how long is he going to stay gone? Because we both <laughs> know it's not going to be forever. Right. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they find a way in this booking. Um, like I said, too, like um, somewhere in there, I kind of, you know, hinted around it or whatever. But, um, you know, Monster Mac is part of the booking team. And I know a lot of people don't like Loki, but. The guy doesn't work a lot of places. That's his cousin. If anyone can mend fences between CZW and Loki and get this fucking guy there once a month. It's it's a big name talent and that you could probably stay pretty exclusive with. He works MLW outside of that. Doesn't work a lot of other places. So if suddenly he became a okay. mainstay in CZW, he's not interested in the TV products anymore. So I, he's a guy that if you can talk into that building once a month, there, there's something that draws something. You put Loki against any oh, kind yeah. of badass and go like, what the fuck's going to happen in that match? It That's that's a draw. It's 100% a draw. If you don't know what's going to happen when two guys get in the ring together, that's bringing attention to your product. So I, I think it's one of the smartest things that he can do. I think it's the only thing he could actually offer to the company as a booker is talking his cousin into the fucking building. But it, it should be regular, not just a one-off. And, you know, because it – it's it's something that they haven't done before. Talent keeps coming and going. And, you know, A.R. Fox is a guy for whatever reason, if it's his, you know, side gig, if that's a guy no one's going to touch, keep your fucking hands on him because, you know, pause. But, um, yeah. you know, keep <laughs> keep that fucking guy in your building, you know, because if no one else is using him, use that fucking guy because he's as talented yeah. as anybody in the business. You know, you, you get him yeah, in there, you get Loki in there, you get some of these other guys that have a little bit of a stigma to them and, and just make them your guy and fuck man. Like they could get momentum behind them, but I, I, I know you like them, but they're not going to do it with this, uh, you know, green, stupid and, and broke bullshit. It's just, it's not going to work. Like they're hated because they suck. They're, they're really not good. They're just like a bunch of stupid kids that stand outside of the mall. That's, that's what they are. And when you put like, sure. yeah, but, I watched Jordan Oliver versus Chris Dickinson, and it was like they weren't the same species, let alone, you know, <laughs> it was just like these fucking people aren't from the same planet. This isn't two wrestlers. This is like, this is like an attack. It's not a Jordan, fight. It's an attack. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, Jordan does look like he does look like a Martian, pretty much. He he does look like yeah. a fucking Martian a little bit. But what uh, a backpack kid is. No, uh, I, your girlfriend pointed out. 
she made that fucking <laughs> meme. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, she did. He does look like backpack kids. Um, no, Loki would be a great grab. I can't. I can't imagine he's going to be cheap though. I imagine his his no. price is probably pretty silly. But again, again, it would be like I agree with you. It would be a good move. How much would you enjoy it if he fucking picked apart the entire stable of young, dumb, and broke? Like if he just had a yeah. field day with those fucking guys, like he would love that. Just just throw him yeah. some fucking. That's like throwing a couple of steaks to a lion. Mm-hmm. And you know the thing is, it's weird because you know when they start with the gatekeeper stuff. That's like the old school shit. They talk a bunch of that gatekeeper, this and that, and then it would be the fucking Hay Club's music hits, and they just annihilate them, you know. And yeah, they could get a little yeah. bit of offense here and there, take a bunch of bumps, and get some sympathy, you know, love for it. But that would be the end game of them even mentioning gatekeeper. But the, like the show just ends, and you're like, oh, so you just you just letting that ride? Like <laughs> they're just really the gatekeepers? Like is that what we're really doing? Like. There's no like punchline. There's no like not so fast. It's just like yeah, all right then. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like mean, the, the villain lays out their plan that... and then we just fade to black. It's just like <laughs> no fucking Batman yeah, today. No, we're works. just fucking going home. Yeah, all right, we're just taking it home. But uh, but I, I think that the shit that they do, like Young Diamond Broke and like guys at their level, certainly throughout the company, like <clears throat> that annoying shit. It, to me, it's not really any different than like what me and Corey Castle were doing back in the day, uh, or or like Cash and GQ to a degree. But they were the However, hate club to kill say, you. Yes, 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 yes. But I, I will where are they? Cash, I mean, obviously, I know where they are. Cash but... and GQ were better. Yeah, right, 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 right. Like they were, they were better talent wise for sure. I'm not, I'm not going to put myself on that level, but I mean, Cash and GQ for sure in the ring were better than Young Dumb and Broke. But I feel like everybody that is known to be a student that comes out of the academy and and sort of is a heel or cocky, like they they always all have sort of the same stigma. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, but there was always that like end game. Oh right, yeah. They died after they didn't. They didn't run the company. They got killed. Yeah, Cash and GQ died, uh, literally and figuratively, all the fucking time. Mhm. Yeah. 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 You know, especially, but that's that's what I think early. is missing. And I mean, maybe like a bear country becomes like the big tough, you know, you know, crushers in the company. It's way early for them. But I mean, they need someone that's just gonna like. The music hits and you're like, oh fuck. That I mean that's yeah, no, that doesn't exist in CZW now. Right. Yeah, I mean that that would even work with the rep at this point. Like you know what I mean? Like they could they could come out and pretty much beat manhandle the fuck out of almost anybody in the company collectively. But certainly, uh, yeah, Bear Country throw those kids over to Turnbuckle like they did Kid Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, poor poor Kid. Shout out, Kid. Shout out to Kid Osborne. Shout out to Kid Osborne who's been making a lot of funny videos these days, you know. So, uh, good job, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so I pretty much want to wrap this up because I think it's going to cut me off in about ten minutes. So, before we just yeah, hit yeah, a mid-sentence fucking break, uh, you know, plug your show, man. Well, yeah, thanks, man. Uh, I certainly want to give a shout-out to you, man, because uh, listening to your show for all these years has been a big inspiration to finally get my own shit together and start my own podcast. 
That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you can find me on just about uh, all podcast platforms. I have a show called Struggling with Sozio. Uh, I like to have uh, sit-down interviews, one-on-ones with some of my friends and people I know to discuss things that they've struggled with and some of the hardest things they've had to overcome in life, uh, how they did that, and what other people can do to overcome some of those obstacles. So uh, you can check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, on Podbean as well. Again, the show is called Struggling with Sozio. I, I appreciate the time, man, and um, it's all, always a pleasure getting to do this with you. And, you know, I imagine it's looking like there's going to be a company there next year still, somehow, some way. So uh, we'll probably be doing this again real soon. Yeah, man. Uh, if uh, if this continues for another year, then yeah. But, um, you know, if we get the itch in between, I think – we fucking enjoyed it so much. We ended up doing another one a month or two later. So who knows? Maybe we'll, you know, feel like gluttons yeah. for punishment and endure another CZW show in the Maven era and see what's changed in a few months. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to pick this up in a few months and see what, uh, yeah, the the Maven bureaucracy uh, has has for us in store. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's always a pleasure, man. Uh, thanks again, and. Uh, yeah, the graphics are always fucking top notch, and it's always great talking to you about this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I always have fun doing it. I guess uh, have a good night, buddy, and I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, man. Peace. Peace. So there you go. There's Sozio. Um, just want to give my the rest of my shout-outs. Um, I'm Man Shaheen over at Nuclear Heat Graphics. Check him out for all your graphic needs. Uh, my man's over there fucking hooking up button quails in his house and he, he's uh he's expanding his animal kingdom you know <laughs> man if that dude had uh the right amount of uh property and and enclosures and stuff like that it'd be as bad as me but uh yeah man he's uh he's on point with the you know his love for animals and stuff like that and i always really appreciate that about him and obviously his his graphic talent is top notch so as i was initially plugging Hit him up, Nuclear Heat Graphics, for everything he's doing over there. Um, hit up my boy Jeremy over at I Got Your Five Stars for all the up-and-coming talent that you may or may not know about. He'll tell you, you know, there's a lot of these different kind of wrestling companies that are doing this, you know, dick flip this and that bullshit, and he's not into any of that. So if you want that old-school type of wrestling, that old hard-hitting type of stuff, he really still, you know, I, I'm so checked out that I don't even look at I don't give a fuck where it exists anymore. You know, it's it's not where I used to watch it, so I'm just all fucking set. This guy goes out and scours the fucking independent scene, and he finds, you know, where that type of wrestling still exists. And he'll he'll give you the lowdown on all of that shit. So check him out. Um, check out Eric over at the... Um, my fucking shithead Eagles might get into the fucking playoffs and get stomped the fuck out by the Niners in the first round if the Niners wind up the five seed. Um, but, you know, we'll watch them anyway. Podcast, wherever that exists. My dude, Eric, is a good guy. Uh, check out um, Andrew Carluck, False Count Radio, doing his thing. And my boys over there at the Wrestling Soup, Joe Numbers, Anthony Missionary Thomas, John Draper, um, always killing it. They do like 18 shows a week. Listen to all of them. Yeah, I mean, hit them up. Subscribe to their thing. They do their thing. Um, so, yeah, man. I think that's all I got. Yo, tomorrow, the Price of Fame. Sean Price collaborated with Fame from MOP. If you want a banging street fuck, just 
blow your motherfucking muscles out in the fucking gym type hard knock fucking hip hop album. This is the shit you need to get. Go on the fucking Apple, Apple iTunes deal. Uh, go order it off the Duck Down website. Go get it off of wherever you got to get it from. Go get that shit because if you're talking about hip hop and you don't even listen to shit like this, you're not really into hip hop. You're into that fucking young, dumb, and broke little yachty shit. Juice World. Yeah, Juice World died, apparently. I didn't know what the fuck a Juice World was. And then I, I, I looked it up the one day, and the only there was a clip that came up, and he was like, doing codeine with my white friends. And I'm like, good. I, fucking, I don't give a fuck if he's dead. I, I don't give a shit. And he died by eating like a ha- handful of fucking pills because he was hiding from the cops. Like, I don't give a fuck about that guy's death, all right? You know, it sucks to have kids that, that grow up to be pieces of shit and then they die but that's apparently what happened i don't value his type of fucking music go listen to sean price rest in peace to that dude because he put out that real fucking hip-hop that real wordplay old school health to skelter boot camp click that's what the fuck it was so you got the brownsville combination of mop and fucking health to skelter right there together the price of fame drops tomorrow they got one track out it's fucking banging already uh center stage Check the rest of that shit out tomorrow. That's a motherfucker that I could really fucking... That I, I could represent that shit. Not that fucking red braids, fucking, uh, you know, pajama pants, dressed like a chick, Cam Newton bullshit. Get the fuck out of here with that. Check me out next week. I'm definitely getting into some shit. I got some more of that Teddy Hart shit to get into, I'm sure. Uh, shit is just never fucking ending. I got a bunch of that shit to go over, and we'll see what else we got going on. Go fucking Niners. Saturday motherfucking uh the the la rams it, it shit is going down man we are two fucking games away from the playoffs so my niners will be the one seed or the five seed and i'm all about this shit let's get it going talk to y'all motherfuckers later peace talk to y'all later have a nice night stay dry it's raining again I'm tired of rain make the grass green don't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Like, Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, Phil.
of the mother-hugging breast. I ain't coming for no food. 